0: pray. Heavenly Father, in you we live and move and have our being. We humbly pray you so to guide and govern us by your Holy Spirit, that in all cares and occupations of our life, we may not forget you, but may remember that we are ever walking in your sight. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. So we've been talking about the wisdom books. I know it's kind of weird that we're actually reading out of the Bible and talking about the Bible, but it's good for us ever so often. Daily. Daily. And it's even weirder that we're in the Old Testament because, well, we don't always tend to focus on the Old Testament. But the Old Testament, we wouldn't, have to, we wouldn't be able to understand the New Testament without the Old Testament. So, we're walking through the wisdom books. Those books that we don't always think are part of the grand narrative. Like we think of the story of the people of God Genesis, Exodus, Kings, the prophets, all that. But in the middle, we have these, this chunk of books <clears throat> that don't really have the narrative at all, they're just kind of a collection. Writings, songs, all these things. But what they are are books full of wisdom. And this is not uncommon, especially for that area of the world at that time in history. All these nations got to remember that writing was fairly hard to do. Not a whole lot of people were literate. Uh, you might have a few people in your town who could read and write, and they were going to be the wealthier, the educated. Uh, kings, princes, priests. That's about it. Everybody else, you're going to go work your farm. You'll sell your goods. You'll buy But you can get by without a whole lot of reading and writing. And so at this time, in this part of the world, paper was expensive. It was hard to make. So the things that they wrote down were going to be things that were really, really important. Things like history, the stories of kings, and conquest. But also, wisdom. What do you want to pass down? What do you want the future generations to know? And I think we can all, all agree, we want our future generations to have a good head on their shoulders, to be wise. You might not think that. You might not want that. But, hey, that's okay. But we all, most everybody can agree that we want our future To be wise. And so kingdoms, scholars, they would write down wisdom. So that the next generation, those who could read and write, they would know this is what it means to be wise. And so we have all these stories and fables and tales, proverbs. Proverbs that survive. They were all passed down to make sure that we were training up the future. But the book of Proverbs is different. It is a book of wisdom. A book of wise Proverbs. I wonder where they got the name. But it's different. Because the book of Proverbs specifically mentions that wisdom is for everyone. Wasn't just for the elders, wasn't just for the rich, wasn't just for kings or priests, but it was available and open to all. Men, women, young, old, rich, poor, Everyone could be wise. See, in a lot of the tribal societies, it was only going to be the elder men who would be considered as wise. That's just how it was. And so anyone else, while you might not be a fool, you were not going to be someone who others would go to for wisdom. But the book of Proverbs changes that. Is that everyone? Wisdom is for everyone. And it does that in a couple different ways. First, it gives an invitation. The first few verses of Proverbs, they say, you can be wise. If you want to be wise, listen here. You can, no matter who you are, listen. Heed these words of advice, and you too can be wise. But it does something kind of different that we might not be used to because we think of ideas, things such as wisdom, as just that. Ideas. (coughs) They're abstract. Proverbs doesn't do that. Wisdom is a person. Wisdom is a woman. And you can know her. <coughs> you get to meet her. Everyone does. Because wisdom is available to all. She is good and gracious. And then it goes on. And this is the bulk of the book that kind of plays out as a series of tales. Kind of like a goofus and gallant type thing where we have a wise person, they'll do this. A wise person acts like this. A foolish person does this. A wise person's like this. A foolish person's like this. And then it goes on. And then it talks, kind of gives a speech about morality and justice. And then, kind of playing off that same back and forth, it tells us about wickedness. What wickedness is. How we can be wicked. And then, this is the part that I know a lot of us like it tells us how to be rich. If you're going to be rich, you're going to do this. If If you do this, you'll be poor. Solomon goes, I am wise. I am rich. You want to be like this? Be like this. You want to be poor? Have at it. Here you go. Here's a step-by-step guide of how to be poor. Doesn't always work like that. And then we get sayings. Because I told you that there was... Wisdom, books of wisdom being written down all over the ancient Near East. Wisdom is not just for the Israelites. Later on in the book, we get the sayings of Agur, which is a pretty great name. Agur, A-G-U-R. And he is not an Israelite. He's from somewhere else. But we see Solomon, the wisest person who ever lived, given wisdom by God. He hears this wisdom from Agar, someone who's not not even an Israelite, not part of the tribe. But wisdom, part of being wise, is recognizing wisdom and he recognizes the wisdom in Agar's words. And he says, "You know what? This is wise. This is going to be wisdom that I want passed down." And he does that again with King Lumum, a foreign king, but he's also wise. And he wants to pass down that wisdom. Because Solomon knows in his wisdom that he is not the only source of wisdom. It is easy to go, you know what? I am smart. I am wise. I've got this. That Solomon here exemplifies true wisdom, saying, you know what? I don't know everything, I know a lot that I don't know everything. Proverbs is a bunch of little vignettes that we get. And the rest of the wisdom books are, for the most part, just those little glimpses, kind of like you have like Aesop's fables, little stories to drive home a point. They help you remember And we kind of overlook them because they're not part of that grand narrative we talked about a minute ago. They're not the story of God delivering his people. But yet they are. The entire story of the Bible is a story of restoration, a story of fallen and damaged people being rescued by God they're made new. They're made whole. And that thing that was once broken is repaired. We see it all throughout the Ark of the Old Testament and the new. People of God sin. God restores them. They sin again. God restores them. They sin again. God brings them back. He rescues them. He makes them whole. And that cycle keeps going and going and going. But Solomon, he wants, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, the inspiration of God wants to show us something that's a little different. Because we think of all the great people in the Bible. Moses, wonderful He sins, God restores him. Sins David. Great, great guy. Sins, God restores him. But ultimately, they keep sinning. Because they're people. And that's what people do. That's what Solomon did. He knew better. He still sinned because that's what people do. But... Through the grace of God, Proverbs shows us something. It gives us a glimpse of the future. It tells us how to live, how we're going to live in the future. Because Proverbs, while we like to think it is a book of just good things to do, ways to be rich, productive, get things done, Proverbs contrasts two people back and forth the wise person and the fool. And the fool shows us kind of how we are in our sin and our selfishness. But the wise person shows us how we live as people restored by God. The wise person in Proverbs, is that person who God has restored and made whole. They're no longer the fool. Now they're wise. They're rich. And how a wise person acts, it's not out of their own power, but it's out of the grace of God. And so, you, and so we go, great. Awesome. I would love to be like that. How do I do that? I'm really kind of giving away everything here. Because, well, all of wisdom is summed up in Proverbs. We're not stopping. We've got a few more wisdom books that we're going to talk about. But all of wisdom is summed up in one verse in Proverbs. And Solomon is not the most... Suspenseful writer. It's like you know, like if it's a good mystery, it's going to keep you turning the page, turning the page, and turning the page, until you get to the end, and then you find out who did it. Solomon gives us all of this he's trying to say. It's all summed up in the first chapter. It's all summed up in the first seven verses, where he says. Proverbs 1 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. That's it. You want to be wise? Fear the Lord. Fear God. Yeah, I know we've talked before about how it is not a haunted house. Something spooky is going to jump out of a closet attack of fear. It is that all, the reverence, that knowledge that God is in control and that we are not, that's the fear. The fear that comes with saying, "You know what? I can't do this. God has to." The fear that comes with taking everything that we have and giving it all to God. That's kind of fearful. It's giving up control. But Solomon says that is wisdom. That's where it all starts. It's the beginning. If you can't do that, I'll never truly be wise. And all this other stuff that I'm going to talk about, you'll get there when you get there. That'll come up after this. But here's where we start. Here's where everyone starts. because it's open and available to all. All you got to do, is just fear God. And no matter who you are, you can be wise. You can be rich. Rich. But all you do, all you have to do is fear God. And then the rest follows. That was good. I'll pulled that down. <coughs> that was gonna be a lot longer, but then I remembered DOK. So I think that. Any other thoughts, questions, ideas? Since we've had such a wonderful drink here with our food, he also tells us to avoid gluttony by putting a knife into our throat. that's the problem. I else's idea. That's one of those verses that I like to go, yes, that is there. (laughs) And I'm going to choose not to read that part. (laughs) Well, I think of um, Proverbs as truisms, because the word of the Lord is truth. And sometimes we learn those lessons um, in a negative way. (laughs) There's a reason Solomon writes about the wise and the fool. It's because we can see ourselves in either one. And more often than not, we can see ourselves on the foolish side. Because, well, it's true. Let us go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Thanks We're so full cool. of this wonderful <laughs> <laughs>